Welcome to Navigating the Modern World, a place to gain skills or new ways of thinking, coping, or approaching the areas of life that you may feel stuck, stagnant, fearful, or challenged. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Navigating the Modern World. I am your host, Kimberly Johnson. I am a mindset shifter, a peace warrior, and a sex advocate. I do life coaching and sex coaching in Denver, Colorado. I am really, really um, excited about today's episode because it's very, very close to my heart. Um, Today we're going to be talking about learning how to be still and learning how to be alone. And about three years ago, I can't believe it's been three years, but about three years ago on October 1st, I decided I was going to move into my vehicle and sell everything I own that wouldn't fit into my vehicle and travel and travel the U.S. by myself. And I started a blog, oneyearalone.com, And I decided that I was going to go on the journey to really learning how to be alone. And it was a wild ride. And I still remember the moment when I knew in my heart that I was okay alone. And I was also madly in love with myself. And it's kind of a funny story. Um, I'm going to tell it as quickly as possible. So I was in Arches National Park and um, near Moab, Utah, and I was camping on my own and I had bought campsite for like almost a week. And I decided I'm just going to stay there and camp and, and really just like be alone and start fires and go hiking and um, just, you know, do the things that I love and learn to do them all alone. And so I, it was my second day of being there and I had gone on this really, really long hike and the hike was only supposed to be two miles and I ended up getting lost by myself. And long story short, after about a seven mile detour, (laughs) I finally got back to my campsite and I was so hungry and so thirsty. And, um, and I, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to drive down to Moab. And what my plan was, is I was going to get food and then I was going to get wine and I was going to spend the evening around a fire eating and drinking and just giving myself gratitude and calmness for not dying. And, um, So by the way, I was totally rescued by a photographer, but that's a whole nother story and whatever. Um, but so I get back to my campsite and I ended up being so exhausted. So, and I went to sleep, it was like, it was October. So it was getting dark pretty early and I had been around this fire. I'd eaten my food. It was still really early. And I just was like, I've got to go to bed. I forget what time it was. It was like six or seven. (laughs) So I go to sleep and I pass right out. And then about 3 a.m. I wake up and I am wide awake. (laughs) It's like I had slept 
all night and I was rearing ready to start my day and it's 3 a.m. So I'm like, okay, I had eaten and I never opened my wine. So I was like, it's 3 a.m. I'm feeling awake and I'm feeling inspired and I'm going to go climb up this big red rock and I'm going to write poetry and drink wine. So I like climb up this rock and I sit there and I start drinking the wine and I'm like almost done with the bottle. Like I was drinking quite quickly and I was just like so intoxicated by where I was and, and I'm like drinking and I start writing poetry and I'm like crying. I'm like bawling crying because my poetry is just so enlivening and it feels like it's coming out of my spirit and, um, and then all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I can really see, like I had a headlamp and I was like, I don't even think I need my headlamp. So I turned off my headlamp and when I turned it off, I realized it was a full moon and I was like, no way. So I look up and I'm like staring at him in awe. And then all of a sudden I just like start howling. I'm like howling at the moon so loudly. And for people who have known me for a long time, howling is kind of my thing. And, um, so I'm like howling and I'm like sobbing and, and I'm just like, so in life, I feel so alive. And then the next thing I hear is this, shut the F up. And I'm saying F because I am a, I am a friendly podcast. So shut the F up. And I was like, it automatically silenced me. And I had totally forgotten I was in a camping area. <laughs> and it's, I don't know, by this time, maybe 4 a.m. And I just started laughing almost uncontrollably. And in that moment, I was laughing and I was just so blatantly alive and present that I really deeply understood that one, I was going to be okay. Two, I really, really had fallen in love with who I am. I'm like, in that moment, I remember thinking like, I am a cool person (laughs) and not in like the uh, arrogant way, but just like, I really love who I am. Look what I'm doing right now. And then three, I realized just how great it was to be alone and that I can do anything alone. And I had been doing everything alone. And just once again, that I was going to be okay. And ever since then, I've had this deep peace. And the deep peace is this ability to really love being alone and Um, and like I've traveled alone and I've moved to new cities alone and just like this peace, really peaceful place of like knowing I can do anything alone. And that's such an amazing feeling, but it comes and goes. And that's what I want to speak to is that it, it is a practice learning how to be alone and it is a practice of learning stillness. So the next part of this, this conversation is that, so as I've become very comfortable with being alone, there's something underneath or even deeper that I've been really playing with, which is being alone and being still. 
And what happens when I'm alone and still is this, it's almost this nagging. It's like, I, that's the best way I can describe it. It's this feeling that I'm supposed to be doing something else. That being still isn't good enough. That being still isn't enough. Like I should be doing something. And I'm currently in Arkansas. And when I'm in Denver, I really, really notice it. Like if I'm just at home and I'm trying to just be still, like on my day off or something. And it's like this nagging that's like, no, being it's you can't just be still. You need to be doing something. Even if it's just like reading or studying or or going to see a friend you haven't seen or call somebody or clean your house or it's like this constant nagging of like I should be doing something other than being still. And so right now I'm in Arkansas and I I've been with my family and I decided to rent a cabin out in the woods. And I decided to rent a cabin out into the woods so that I could process some stuff and also be still. Because I spend most of my life doing, 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 being, 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 running around, running around, busy, busy, busy. And I feel quite burnt out and I feel quite exhausted. And I knew, even though I knew it might be uncomfortable, I knew that being still was actually what I needed to rejuvenate myself. So I came out into the woods and I've been in the woods now about a day and a half. And this morning I began getting that same nagging, this feeling that I should be doing something else. And it's very uncomfortable, the feeling. It is this feeling of that I'm not doing enough and that I'm not far along enough and that being still is being lazy And what I know to be true is that that story playing in my head is not truth. I will say that there is a time to be still and there is a time to not be still. And right now, it is the time for me to be still. And this nagging, if I know truly in my heart that I meant to be still and I meant to be quiet This nagging, I get to choose whether I let it bring me into chaos or whether I just simply sit with the feeling and let it move through me. So I was sitting earlier before I made this, before I started making this podcast and I was just sitting and I was like, okay, you're just going to sit with this feeling. And I sat with it and then I did a little bit of writing around it. And the truth is, is that to be still is actually good enough to be quiet and still is good enough and it's especially good enough when you know it's exactly what you need even though you want to avoid it and i refuse to avoid it because i know in the stillness i have to face myself there is no running There's nothing to distract me. There's no way of to numb myself. I have to look myself directly in the eyes and see the whole. See everything. See the light. See the dark. And that seems scary. 
And that is the same with, I think, what people fear about being alone. Is that if you, if you learn to be alone, you have to learn who you are and what you're doing here. There is no other option. You, to learn to be alone is to truly know oneself. And not to just know the positive side of oneself, but to know all parts of oneself. And that is scary. Yet, just like my story on the red rock, drinking wine, howling at the moon, it has been the most rewarding experience of my life. And today as I sat and I was still and I got to see myself and be with myself, a tenderness came over me and a joy for who I am and a lightness and mostly a gratitude. A gratitude for this life. A gratitude for all that I've been through. A gratitude for who I am. And that gratitude nobody can take away. That gratitude is so deeply embedded into my body because I sit and am still and I can do it alone. So today I want to challenge you to if you know you're being called to be still and to be quiet and to be alone for you to practice honoring it and it doesn't have to look like what mine looked like selling everything I own and moving into my car and traveling by myself like that does that's not your version and you don't have to you don't have to do it that way it can be simple and small You can set a timer for five minutes, go somewhere alone, sit in silence, and just be. And if you want to, like, push the envelope, try to do it for an entire day. Try to do it for an entire hour. In fact, start with an hour because even an hour will show you and will move you through some of the uncomfort. My mantra right now is getting really comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because every time I become more comfortable with being uncomfortable, my life gets so much vibrantly better. And I think it's because when we're uncomfortable, we are doing the things that are calling to us and we are living. And living does not mean busy all the time. Living also means sometimes renting a house in the woods and sitting alone. So how today... Can you just get curious about what, what are your needs around being alone or being silent? And can you play with honoring those needs? And if you try it and something amazing comes up, please share it with me. You can share it with me at KimberlyEliseJohnson at gmail.com. You can also share it with me on my website, KimberlyCoaching.com or on my blog, OneYearAlone.com. You guys are truly inspiring to me. Everybody who's reached out to share how this podcast has touched them has touched me. And I'm truly grateful in this moment for you. Yes, you, even if I don't know you and you're listening, I'm grateful for you because you have the courage to listen 
and you have the courage to show up for yourself and your life. And that is a huge thing to be grateful for. Until next time.